1: NVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hafley and Evan Rowell back on the pod to talk about the differences, I guess, in the COVID season. I don't want to say they're all good. I don't want to say they're all bad because I think we're going to land somewhere in the middle. There are certainly a lot of opportunities to continue doing some of these stuff in future seasons for the NHL. So it's, I think we're going to see an, an interesting range of opinions on some of these things today. Um, it should be interesting, and uh, in, in fact, I believe there was just a giant tweet thread that was posted. It by should be somebody, um, Gord Miller. Gordon Miller, thank you. I don't have it pulled up anymore because I had to bring up some other stuff. But anyway, I mean, let's jump right into it. What, for you two, is the most interesting change in the COVID stretch? Because I think, like, are we including last year's playoffs in this talk as well? No. No? Just this year? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, here's the the tweet thread from from Miller which talks about Boy. a potential schedule matrix and continuing potentially the divisional opponents in the first two rounds of the playoffs and things like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's just <clears throat> let's start here. Just with they want to they they want they're talking about keeping kind of this year's format. For the whole yep. season. Yep. Um, where it would be the top four
1: from each division.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> or they haven't, I mean, even if you scroll down that third tweet down there says that they could have the top five teams and teams four and five have like a best a play, of three in. play in series. Yeah. Which keep in mind the the NBA had a play had the play-in series uh for last year's for the bubble last year and they just adopted it
1: well i i mean the NHL had their somewhat of a play-in as well last year
0: yeah so. but it was a little bit a little bit different they they had the they had the you know the full like 24 teams like with full play like a like the, it was like yeah, an yeah. extra round yeah the there was season. essentially an entire round for sure yeah, the, the nbas was just those couple of teams um in the play in and then they just that's just now part of the nba playoffs yep so uh there's I, I i think it's a cool idea it's an interesting idea i think it would be i i don't know i think it would be fun just because those those best of 5 series give all the other teams you know a week of rest while they take center stage. Well, they they play they play four of those best of 3 series to determine the fourth seed who you know who gets waxed by the top seeded team every year or whatever. It's
1: I think it also shows that we saw in last year's playoffs like two of the 12 I mean, seeds won both the 12 seeds won or something. Was it? Yeah. So Chicago I can't Chicago even definitely won. I can't even um, remember who the other one was. Montreal. Yeah. Oh. The yeah. So anyway, the point being, they proved that like the lower seed of the the level levelish guys can absolutely win those rounds. So maybe definitely, I wouldn't mind that expanding the playoffs. That'd be twenty teams, right? So if you're taking the fifth from each division, yeah, um, I'd be fine with that. I I wouldn't. The
0: the downside is is. Does anybody really want to watch if we were to do this this year? Does anybody really want to watch St. Louis and Arizona in the best of three? Now, this year's a little bit different because they've already played eight times. Yeah. Well, but, you know, if you look at the other divisions, I think that there would be more interesting matchups.
1: Right. Not only do I think there are more interesting matchups, I think us in particular are very acutely aware of St. Louis and Arizona. Whereas, <laughs> yeah. like, personally, if it ended up being Boston and New York in the 4-5 or five in the East,
2: first I mean, of all, would... Boston probably crushes that matchup. The but... East is the only one that would have a somewhat interesting matchup.
0: I mean, Nashville-Chicago, right? Or was it be, would it be Nashville-Dallas right be now? It would be Dallas at the moment. Eh. Okay. Well, but, and, but at least the, you know... I don't know. I think that could be fun. Evan, just, no, yeah, you don't. You don't
1: <laughs> seem very excited on this. No, one.
0: like I, I, I think those little, like those little play-in series. I think they're cool, man. I think that they're fun. They're exciting. It gives it gives one more fan base something to get amped about, and you know, even if you lose in it, you know, okay, well, you're out. The I think the the big bummer would be like if there's a huge disparity in regular season points, but. I also think that this format is punishing to good teams. You know, the one through eight format always made sense because if you finish second, you know, if you have a great year, you finish second, you're facing the seventh place team. It yep. felt appropriate, you know, like it felt good. The, this whole, like trying to keep it in the division and and one through four, you know, it, you look at, you look at you. You look at the the central division right now. It's a huge punishment for whichever team doesn't win that division. Yeah, they have to play a very good team. Yeah, I mean you Tampa Tampa Bay and Florida might lose that division to Carolina. Have to play each other. Their reward is playing each other. Yep. Their reward for being outstanding in the regular season would be to would be to play each other. And it's, you know, like, this is, this is like, everybody loves dunking on Toronto and the first round exits and all that. But like, they've had great regular seasons just get washed away because they, they were victim of being in too good of a division. For sure. And so they, they end up with Boston in the first round and they get, they get smoked. Right. And it's like, oh, well, it's kind of nonsense. Like I'm, I'm all for, look, you have to, it's a tough route. It's hard to win a Stanley cup. It's not supposed to be easy, but it, it like your regular season success should mean something. And if that success just means that, Oh, like, you know, they, they, they end up with a, they end up playing another team that has a hundred point season in the first round. It's like,
1: well, this isn't first round loss. Doesn't feel good there for sure.
0: Yeah. Like you're like, okay. Like, you lose in the first round and it's it's understandable because you played such a quality opponent. Why are you playing an opponent that good in the first round?
2: Yeah. Their the regular season is becoming more and more meaningless. It seems like and, and they now make it longer. That's what I was just going to say is like now their solution is let's just make it longer. Potentially their solution. I guess nothing's been finalized, but yeah, I mean it could be a similar situation next year where it's like, okay, well the four and five teams that we want to get in are both awful. Like that's the solution is just having these two awful teams decide who's in, or like AJ said, one team is like significantly better than the other, but the other team gets a chance to upset them, making the regular season pretty much useless. Like what was the point of having 82, 84 games, if a three game series is just going to wash that away, and you don't even get to make the playoffs. So yeah, yes, no, I'm here for this. This is ultimately just leading to super tournaments. This is what I'm <laughs> about. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I don't know. This whole division thing is just. We'll get to it. I I hate it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: I I I do wonder about the playoffs because for for a long time. The NHL has been this, has always pushed for things like three point games and you can call it manufactured or not, but parity across the league. And parity has not been interesting this year in the NHL. Unless you are Arizona or St. Louis, the parity of the league just really hasn't been that interesting. Dallas has managed to make it interesting in the Central, but the East has been decided for a month. There's been nothing too interesting there. And then the North, I guess you can say Calgary's making it interesting, but are they really? They have an eight-point deficit to to Montreal for the fourth spot in that division.
0: Vancouver's the one that you keep an eye on there.
1: That's fair. But there haven't been the close exciting races with decent teams this year. It feels like you have a bunch of mediocre to bad teams – stumbling their way
0: into the playoffs and, and so the the way the division only schedule has caused that rift mm-hmm. and I think we would all agree that the division only schedule blows yeah it's yes uh,
2: extra blows <laughs>
0: like it sucks and nobody wants to do this for 80 games doing it for 56 games one time is like well we can <laughs> we can say we did <coughs> did it <laughs> yeah had that experience and never do it again please yeah it sucks dude like eight eight games against the division opponents just too many you know they had this they had a similar format where you played against the division opponents a whole bunch several years ago
1: i mean that was like over a decade ago now yeah yeah
0: and like they changed it for a reason it just sucked
1: yeah it i no argument there. How many series are we talking about for the Avs? where it's game five and the abs are four and one against these teams. And it's like the rest of this series doesn't even matter.
0: Yeah. Well, they've, they won six games against Anaheim, six games against Arizona. They've they got just, five yeah. against St. Louis uh, and, and Minnesota.
1: The only series that's been remotely interesting is the one against Vegas.
0: Yeah, and like again, like the Avs ended up in an awful division. Sure. They ended up in a division where the disparity between the top and everyone else was huge. But that's- it took it took Minnesota being surpri- a surprise good to bridge the gap. Because otherwise there's a 20-point difference between the top two teams and fourth place. Yeah, and
1: and Colorado and the West are are to the extreme of the number of bad teams but there's still you still have Carolina playing Detroit eight times this year. And Detroit happens to have Carolina's number actually but yeah. <laughs> you look you look at every division. Washington and Pittsburgh get to play Buffalo eight times. Toronto and Winnipeg are playing Ottawa eight times. And it's yeah. just <laughs>
0: but the west but the west has like, yeah,
1: sure. Colorado gets to play Anaheim and Los Angeles and San Jose yeah. eight times. But <laughs> even I'm saying even in the divisions that have a few bottom feeders and aren't completely weak through and through, you're still you still have a, a dozen or more throwaway games in that division that just nobody cares about.
0: So we agree. Don't do this again. <laughs>
2: yeah, even so if the Avs were in their the- normal central division, it would still stink because you, you're taking out vegas then who's the yeah, only but, other good yeah, team
0: you're, you're taking out but you're taking out vegas but you're adding in nashville and chicago and dallas like you're adding in competitive teams the abs are still on the top of that division this year you're adding in winnipeg who's second in the north
2: right now and yeah. would not be second in the central like i don't i mean yeah chicago is kind of Fallen into what we all expected them to be, but yeah. yeah,
0: but you're adding, but you're adding in like you're adding in a whole slew of competitive teams and you're taking out all of these bottom feeders, like and, and adding in Arizona because Arizona comes in next season. Oh, god,
1: <laughs> Robbers, thank you so much for the big super chat donation, we appreciate it a ton. If you haven't watched our show from last night, highly recommend you at least go watch the second half of it because. They were good vibes from last night's show. Good feels. Yeah. So be sure to check that out. We appreciate it very much. Um, I do want to talk about the other side of the schedule before we wrap up this first period. Because we agree that playing your divisional opponents eight times is crazy. Yeah. But playing two-game, three-game sets, I don't mind. I think that's pretty cool.
0: I... I love it. I think it's the best schedule change that they have had this year. And I think it's something that they should absolutely work to bring back next year. Uh, Anything that minimizes the number of unfair, unfair back to backs, I think is something that they should have to consider. Uh, But I I definitely think that the, the two game series for sure,
2: you got to bring those back there. Those are, I think they're great. That's the only good thing about this year. And I think the players would probably agree with that too, just to make lives easier for them on travel. Yeah. I, I mean, if they go back
1: to what they were doing, you play five games against divisional opponents a year, right? So you just do the two game homestand and then, or the three game homestand, if you're the team that gets three games that year and you just knock them out in one go, and then you're done. You don't have to travel to that place again super easy makes a ton of sense the The storylines are a lot more interesting especially when a team is playing three games against each other if they split the first two there's just there's a lot more opportunity for cool stuff to happen you see you get a little bit of that anger in teams when they have to play each other multiple times again they get tired of, of playing some of the same dudes over and over
0: yeah, I mean, you don't see it you don't see it too much like early in the year sure uh, when teams, you know, now that teams are in the 6th, 7th, 8th games against opponents, you know, every face-off is, like, salty.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying is, like, five games of this, maybe a good middle ground because by game eight, everyone, both on the ice and watching it, is like, please just stop. Just just
0: let this end. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that... The, the real question is like, what do you do with the Eastern teams? What do you do with the, cause I think that if you just played, you know, you set it up so that you played the central teams would play the Pacific division teams twice, Yep. you know, and you would just have a set. Okay. They're there. It, it removes, it removes the idea. <laughs> Chris, just watch the very beginning of the show, brother. <laughs> um, it removes the, it removes the idea of being in every city every team visiting every city yeah, every year I, which i know that the nhl like values but not necessary i just i i would agree that i don't i don't nece- i don't think it's a necessary thing i don't know why it's considered so valuable that like oh you get to see sidney crosby once you get you, you see him twice every every other year you see him once every year you know, like, what's, is there, is there a huge difference in value in that? I, not in my opinion, but. I don't know. I, for me, the answer is no, but the league seems to think that it's great. And I think that's why we probably won't get this, but I would love to just see that. Like the abs the abs against the Islanders is two games in Denver every year. It's two games in, in Long Island every year. And then do the same thing with the Pacific division. And that way, you know, it reduces, it reduces the amount of, it, you know, it, it reduces the amount of long road trips, you know, long Western Canada trips, yep. the Eastern Conference trip, you know, every year there's like, there's like three long East, East Coast road trips that they have to go through. You don't have and this that are away this from limits for it. three weeks like instead of instead of instead of doing oh you have to be in every city every year so you you have a six game road trip where you play you know the ads play in six different cities yep. you know 14 days whatever right like what whatever it ends up being but they they fly into a city the next day they play they, they leave at two o'clock in the morning and fly into the next city and on and on and on and on and then by the road trip that team loses because they're just tired. Yep. Every team loses at the end of long road road trips. It's just how it goes. And instead of that, you would get, you know, because some of those teams would come to Denver for their two game set, you could have, you know, you're going to go to Washington and Pittsburgh, or you're going to do the Florida games. You go to Florida for a week. You play two in Tampa Bay, two in, two in Sunrise. Well, yeah. you're good. I'm okay. Done. You're done with Florida for the year. You're out of there. Yep. And it's you get your two game sets. You don't. You can even you can sneak in a back to back. Whatever you know. Whatever you have to do. Well, it's just but, a little
1: bit less of a grind, right? Because yeah. you go back to the hotel after that first game, and you you don't have to
0: pack up and you leave. stay. Yeah, you just don't go to another city. Yeah, I just think that I for me, I just think that that. If they end up keeping the two-game series for division opponents, it will still be great. But I feel like the, it would be a missed opportunity. It would be awesome if you got to, if they, if they got to, you know. Just take the whole season in two games. Yeah and, yeah, and just like all the way up and down.
1: It would be great. We can take our first period break on that note as we are brought to you by Illegal Pete's. They are back on board as COVID starts to wind down a little bit, at least in some ways. They are open again, and we couldn't be happier to promote them. Look, they're straight up awesome. They make amazing burritos. Highly recommend you check them out. I I recommend their potato and steak, by the way. Their breakfast style is my favorite. Get on it. Do it now. They have amazing queso. They have a ton of other amazing options. There's one Illegal pizza literally just a couple blocks from the DNVR bar. So if you want to get them and swing on by the place to watch some sports, that's the way to do it. fan. So yeah. Kale's, Kale's all about Illegal Pete's over here. So <laughs> jump on it. Come get their amazing stuff. If you really want to go for ham, they can get their party margs, which are 32 ounces. Of their house margarita, so jump on a Pete's now, and also check out DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Our pick of the week: Rockies play tonight. I'm taking Herman Marquez over five and a half strikeouts, plus 105 at the moment. So easy money. Mar- Marquez good for strikeouts. Just uh, just trust it. Let him do his thing out there. Rockies. Uh, Rockies starters have been pretty solid this year. On the for the most part, it's the bullpen yeah. that's the problem,
0: <laughs> but it's really like the bullpen's like the biggest problem. Yeah, you know, the, the bats have been not great but passable. Um, when they don't play the Dodgers, the bats are fine,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Look, if you want to bet at DraftKings Sportsbook, I recommend you take Marquez over on the strikeouts. You can also bet on just about anything under the sun. I saw someone was betting on European hockey earlier today out on Twitter, so shout out to them. They had like an eight-leg parlay. Good luck on that one.
0: P.S., I think Eustace Annan's season finished yesterday, two days ago. Yeah,
1: it just ended up, I believe, so keep an eye on that as well. Lots of interesting abs thing going on there. Uh, yeah. Anyway, head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook. You can also get 26 to 1 odds on the upcoming UFC fights when you sign up with code DNVR. Bet $5, win 130 Just pick who's going to win the belt. DraftKings Sportsbook. Download their Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR. Please let them know we sent you. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. When you sign up, you can get that $1,000 sign-up bonus. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Uh, deposit bonus requires 25X playthrough. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook. I think I already said that. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. There we go. Also, be sure to sign up for a membership here at <laughs> DNVR. Appreciate the the $50 Oro, but that's just about enough to get you an annual subscription to DNVR as well, which I'm sure Oro already has. But for the rest of y'all, be sure to check it out. You can get the amazing articles from AJ and Evan. You can check out all of my video content as well as other things. Of course, the rest of her beats are amazing as well if you haven't checked them out. Join us in the DNVR lounge to talk every single day, too. Second period, the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. A topic I'm interested to hear your guys take on in a non-COVID season. What are your feelings on something like a taxi squad going forward in the NHL? Or rather, some sort of an expanded roster that gives teams more flexibility when it comes to working with the salary cap and, and a twenty three man roster.
0: I I do I think the taxi squad is dope.
1: I I actually agree. I think it's a very cool thing that can be very effective if you use it correctly.
0: Without without the I think the thing that's made it irrelevant is the emergency loan rules. Yeah that, Because well, every night you see teams using the emergency yep. loan exemptions and calling guys up out of nowhere and you're just like right. I, the okay.
1: functionality of a proper taxi squad where they adhere by the rule that you have to be on the taxi squad for seven days before you can join the NHL lineup I think is dope. yeah the taxi squad that exists and just <laughs> gets ignored because you can call up whoever whenever you want not as dope
0: so I I also think it's good for the teams. Because to some of these teams they go on they go on road trips and they've got one guy, two guys maybe, you know, oh, and then somebody gets hurt and they have to pull a guy out of the from the AHL. They have to pull him out of a hotel room at at eleven o'clock at night and put him on a you know, he's gotta connect three times to get to where he's gonna be and he shows up at you know he shows up at seven o'clock in the morning and he hasn't slept and like yeah, it's it doesn't
1: some of that madness it sure. doesn't
0: do that guy any good to get like do you remember do you remember when the abs uh, called up Pavel François the first time yep uh, that game in Arizona that I covered in person and they called and, him like three hours before he needed to be well, there <laughs> they they called, they called him up and like he like he joined the team at like six o'clock in the morning. Yep. And so he didn't sleep the night before because he was traveling and it was like, okay, well you don't have an option to play him now, you know? And so I think that, I think that the taxi squad could be, could be a thing that's actually helpful because it just, they because they travel with the team, it, it would give, it it would eliminate the need for e bugs entirely because you just would always have a third goaltender hanging around. Although I would probably remove that requirement that you yeah, always I, have to have a third goaltender.
1: I I would remove a lot of the requirements. You probably would not require a minimum of four guys. You could run with two or three on it if you want. Yeah, so.
0: I would. I would think the taxi squad is probably more of a two to four player. Yeah, uh, size of squad, but like. I think, I think it gives uh, – personally, I just think it's, it's better for the teams and it's better for the players because instead of now being called up and having to travel and do all this crazy shit to join the team, you can just – you're already traveling with them. You're already practicing with them. You just drop into the lineup and you
1: play. Well, and it's a win-win for some of those AHL tweeners too. You get on the taxi squad and you get your NHL salary.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, the guys, the, obviously that's like a guy like TJ, TJ Tynan. Yeah. You know, he's making $400,000 in the AHL. He's, he's doing all right, but he's, he's pretty happy, but what doing, whatever, at, but look
1: at someone like uh, someone on an ELC. Let's just, let's not. Yeah.
0: Know. The, I mean, somebody that's making $70,000 in the AHL yeah. is making their, a is making their NHL salary every day. Yeah, that's great for them. For I, I can see the players being all for it. And remember, the taxi squad doesn't count against the cap.
2: Yep.
1: So it's, it's just money being paid. Not it doesn't hurt your situation. So yeah,
0: I can see. I can see why ownership wouldn't wouldn't be thrilled about this because they're paying NHL money to these guys to sit around.
1: For sure, but they already do that to healthy scratches every night anyway. So what's a yeah. couple
0: more? I just think that it's. I don't know. I. I as the year has gone on, the more I've been like, you know, the taxi squad is a thing that you could just keep.
2: Agreed. Evan? I, you know, I, yeah, it's nice to get paid, but I also wonder how much these players truly enjoy it because you look at a guy like, you know, like you mentioned TJ Tynan. He was on the taxi squad for a couple. He's been on the taxi squad multiple times this year. Hasn't gotten into a game. He's just sitting there practicing. How much yeah. competitively do these guys actually like just yeah. being That's being right. practice dudes?
0: And I, how much how much is it hurting their potential to get future jobs? You know, a guy like Tynan is an established AHL player, so he's I, not going to have a hard time. But look at look at like the 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 tweeners. You know, the guys, a guy, but an example that like a Travis Barron type. You know, he hasn't really been on the taxi squad, but he's going to struggle to find. an abundance of job offers when his elc expires so if he's not getting any game time in anywhere that's hurting his future prospects
1: for sure And, and i do think there would have to be something going on there where like especially as teams more now more than ever have their ahl squads relatively local there ha- there would have to be some sort of assignment system where it's like, oh, all right, if if the Avs and the Eagles are both at home this weekend, you can keep him tagged as a taxi squad guy, but he can go play some AHL games.
0: There yeah, I mean there would have to be there would have to be a limit. Sure. Like, there, like, like you can only be on the taxi squad X amount of time without playing in a game.
1: Right. Like if you hit fifteen days or whatever, you're eligible to go. Yeah play an AHL game or something
0: that way, that way it keeps it, it keeps it moving and it keeps guys in action because having a guy that just sits there on your taxi squad so. the entire season, like it's not, that's not good for anybody.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause you look at the way the abs have used it this year. Like how, what did they just do? Jason Magnum was on the taxi squad for a couple weeks. And then as soon as like a spot opens up, they're like, you haven't played in a couple weeks. We don't want to play you like you're rusty. We're going to call up Cowd and all those guys. Like, Obviously I think that's the right move but doesn't that kind of suck for a guy like Megan? Well and
0: that's where that's where the emergency loan rules get thrown out and yeah. the, if you you have to promote from the taxi squad comes into play Yep so that they, you can't bypass it like that you have to have a guy go straight from your tag he has to be on the taxi squad for a week and then he has to be able to and then he's allowed to get into the NHL And it has to it has to be a straight line like that there's no one, because the, the emergency loan rules is why that gets circumvented this year. Yep. Why the apps are just not able to do whatever they want to do. Where they're yep. just like, oh, well, we've bypassed all of this. Well, yeah. And the other aspect of this is what Daniel brings up. That the CHL-NHL agreement yep. is expiring. And we've seen, you know, it's so funny. Rudo. you and I have been big advocates for teenagers in the AHL. Yep, And we keep getting told... This is not a place for teenagers. This is not where you develop kids. And look around at all of the guys who—you don't have you to look drafted.
1: further than Loveland, man. John I mean, Luke
0: Foodie is going off. <laughs> it's not—it's not just John Luke Foodie though. You look at—no, you're your, right. You're right. There's a bunch of guys who jumped straight to the AHL from the OHL and were successful. Yep. Now, a big caveat here that the AHL's overall quality this year is way down because you do have a bunch of AHL veterans on taxi squads. So those guys, those guys have been able to jump in and, and produce against a more compromised a version of the AHL, but their level of success tells you if anybody, if anybody tries to make the, the, any kind of an argument that you can't develop Teenagers you, in the very clearly can yeah. this season, this entire season, there are too many examples of it that, that, that slap that down. Yep. And so I think, I think the NHL should look at that CHL NHL agreement and it expiring and just be like,
1: at very least
0: push for the 19 year olds. We're good. Yeah. I mean, the CHL has been lauded as the best development league in, in the world. And, Tons of talent comes out of there and blah 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 blah. It's been great. It's a it's an amazing development avenue for tons of players to get into the league. But it's also become obvious that there are players who get stuck there.
1: Yep. They spend years doing accomplishing nothing, gaining very little. Yeah, I mean
0: it's it's not like we're talking like like Bo what would Bo and Byron? Right. Have gained had he gone back there this year. Nothing. Had the abs had the ev's not been willing to be like, you're an NHL player, by the way, we're just gonna do this. And he wasn't he wasn't allowed to go to the AHL. Like there's an obvious there there are obvious examples. Like Jonathan Duran, how much would he have benefited back in the day? From instead, of, instead hanging
1: of out and scoring 110 points again for no reason. Right. Yeah.
0: Instead of that extra year where he just lays waste to the queue, he goes to the AHL instead. How much how much does that ben how much more does that benefit him? You know, in the long run. We'll never know because he got stuck in in the queue. Yep. And and I think this year has been in a way like the CHL's worst nightmare. Well, the OHL doesn't play at all. And all these OHL players go into the AHL right away as teenagers and find high I mean, levels it's not, of success.
1: And it's not just the AHL either. We've saw a number of OHL kids find success in European leagues this year too. Yeah. The ones that sought out
0: a play earlier in the year. So, I mean, Brant Clark is going to be drafted somewhere in the top fifteen, and he took he took his roadshow show up to Slovakia of all places.
1: Yep. So, it. Yeah, definitely not a great look for the CHL as far as maintaining that agreement, but
0: as certainly not as is like if they want to, they want there clearly need to be some modifications to that thing. Yep. Because I, they, now what like foodie goes back to the OHL for another year.
2: Cool. <laughs> that would be so much. I what Austin Matthews did his draft here was so awesome. I wish more yep. players would do that. Agreed. It There are some weird rules about being able yeah. to
1: play in Europe, depending on age, but just, and and that's part of the problem. Like I truly believe if you're about development of the players, you should have as many avenues open to them as possible to get better, to get what they need out of a season. And the current CHL agreement doesn't accomplish that. Yeah. So that is what it is. Um, We can take our second period break on that note as we are brought to you all by Gabby Insurance. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash D-N-V-R. Head on over there and check out your home and auto insurance. Pretty much guarantee you'll save some money from them one way or another. The average user saves $961 from them. So just check it out. It's completely free. You can get your info in there and see where you can save money yourself on your insurance Highly recommend it if you haven't checked them out yet. It's it's free money in your pocket, just waiting there for you to take, basically. So jump on it, check them out today. We're also brought to you by Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia have been in the business for a long time now, and you can hit them up online at dnvrmortgage.com where you can get a free consultation as well as your chance to win some free DNVR merch so check them out today they will get you not only a great rate on your home loan but they look at your full financial picture as Mike is a certified financial planner so It's coverage, top to bottom, everything you need when it comes to the home loan market. Check them out today. Again, dnvrmortgage.com. Or you can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. Michael Chevalier, NMLS1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS1910631. Last, but certainly not least, we have the Colorado XOs, who won again last weekend. They are now 4-1 and one on the season over in Rugby Town USA at Infinity Park in Glendale, now the home of the USA men's and women's teams. They're trying a new experiment here with the Colorado XOs, taking athletes from backgrounds including football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track and field, Athletes with the necessary skills to excel at rugby, including a few former professional NFL players. So, you know, these guys have talent. They are trying to teach them the game of rugby and create a winning team, which so far so good. You can check out more about them at Infinity Park in Glendale. And of course, be sure to follow DNVR Rugby on Twitter and our man Colton Strickler as well, who takes you behind the scenes with locker room interviews, many things like that. Has 101 pods as well for those that want to learn the game. We regularly do watch-alongs as well. I imagine we'll at least us will do a bit more of that once this wild NHL season <laughs> slows down yeah. a little bit. But <laughs> once, once we have a minute to breathe. Yeah, for sure. So it's uh it's a good time though. Definitely check it out. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, anime got his bow jersey and the Four Norsemen shirt. You love to see it.
0: Fashion show at lunch,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah, it's been a weird year to say the least. Uh, I, are there any other specific changes that you guys wanted to touch on? I, mean, I guess.
2: I would love a shorter season but yeah, that's I'm never happening. To, uh, 82 is a lot, man. I think
0: I think this season is has shown like 65 and I'm good. Yep. Like I could I could go for a little bit longer, certainly more spread out than this. Um but I, like somewhere in the 60s it's like okay, I think I'm
2: set. I used to love the 82 game season but as I've gotten older I'm like I don't have time. 82 games is just too much like I mean the end, there's just too many meaningless it, like we're already seeing meaningless games at certain points too in a like, regular year like you hit March and how many teams games just don't matter yeah like they're just playing for a, a draft spot mm-hmm. so and then they sit out their best players like Lark- Detroit's just like Larkin's done
0: yeah, yeah like they, they don't want to risk injury for carrying over into next year and so they're just like okay Play, oh, yeah. play, you know, sending the clowns. <laughs>
1: uh, to answer Pin King's super chat, something like an NFL practice squad? Not really. Uh, the NFL practice squads—it's kind of own crazy thing, where it's, like
0: it's, it's similar. It would be a lot smaller.
1: It would. Well, it's you can't sign people off of other people's yeah. practice squads either, though. Like, it, it's a little bit different in that
2: regard. Yeah, and they don't have a development league to go. Yeah, right. Playing. Yeah. Those guys are literally just practice dudes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, some of them find their way onto the NHL or MLB or NFL teams, whatever. <laughs> they all have practice squads, all right? I guess MLB calls it the taxi squad, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I, look, it, there are. I think a lot of negative things to take out of a season like this as well. I've, I've hated it so much. Yeah. <laughs> things that it's like, please don't do this again. But yeah,
0: I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the postseason because it'll be the first time I get to watch extensively other teams. Yep. Um, my gosh though.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I was told you guys before I've watched less hockey this year than any other year before in the NHL, just because I don't I'm, I don't want to keep watching these same teams play each other over and well, over I, again. I mean, I do think part of that is
1: the condensed schedule, right? Because and the Avs will play, and then they have a day off, and it's like, all right, this is the day the Avs are off. I'm going to take the time that I have, <laughs> and then the next day the Avs will play. So it, there's never that second day off where it's like, all right, let's see what's going on with other random teams around the league. Yeah,
2: well, especially it's this awesome. year, because it's like, the, the late games are always the ones that I like watching, and it's like, oh, I've seen these teams a million times. Yeah. I don't I don't want to watch Anaheim San Jose play, pretty much ever again. Like, <laughs> I would be fine never seeing Anaheim ever again. So, <laughs> yeah, and and then you get the Eastern teams like I'm, NBC already promotes like it's Boston New York like every other day, and it's yeah. like I don't need to keep watching these teams play. Yep definitely drags after the
1: especially I, and I think that's something the NHL did well pre-COVID is you got to see tons of different matchups all the time like if you're not if you're watching just random teams this interdivision thing it's like oh come watch these two teams play it's like well I've seen them four times already why would I continue to to do this to myself <laughs> So I I do think it makes it significantly harder to branch out and get interesting
2: games in that regard. Maybe that's, what's just going to make the final four so much more interesting is you like, haven't seen these teams play at all this year. This is actually going to be interesting.
0: It's definitely going to be interesting because like we all talk about whoever comes out of the Canadian division is going to face an actual NHL defense for the first time this year. What's that going to be like for them? You know, what is, what a culture shock, but you know, if Toronto comes out of that thing, that's such a, that's such a high powered offense. You know, there's only one Austin Matthews out there having the kind of year that he's having. There's only one Connor McDavid out there having the kind of year that he's having. One of those guys is, if one of those guys comes out of that thing, I mean, that's, Oh, you're going up against an NHL defense. Yeah. But other teams are going up against that for the first time too. You know, you look at Colorado, Colorado's been sitting nice and pretty in their division, knowing that top to bottom, the top 10 players in the division, they have like four or five of them (laughs) and, and them getting into them, getting into a different you know, a, a different series here against some of these other teams. It's, it's, you know. It's gonna be it's gonna be way different.
1: If the Avs weren't dominating, do you think it would be more fun? I really enjoy the Vegas miniseries. No. I don't think it would
2: be more fun. The Vegas <laughs> series, yes. The mini series has been just almost like the other ones to me. Yeah, I'm The Vegas games have legitimately been just like good hockey. Yeah, for Yeah,
0: example. they put, well <laughs> in and like but the last series in Denver was nice because it was the first like normal set of circumstances, but yeah. there was no Petrangelo. So there was kind of an asterisk there. And that was kind of the concern about, you know, this, this year or, or the, this upcoming, this week upcoming, you know, if there's no ranton and then there's no Grubauer, how, you know, especially no Grubauer, How telling is it that Mark Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard are going against Devin Dubnik? Like, what? How? What, if he, if Vegas was playing Oscar Dance, would would how, I, like what kind of? I guess it'd be a big asterisk on I, that. On that, but the, other than other than like those little details, it's been it's those those two teams just smashing into each other has been awesome. Yeah,
1: I, I should qualify. The
0: question is if the
1: Avs weren't dominating, and I took that to say if the Avs weren't playing as well.
0: If, yeah, if I mean if they weren't smoking all these bad teams, it. I think it would be a bigger concern.
1: Well, I I don't think it would be more fun either because then you'd be watching slog game after slog <laughs> game where the ABS just also are not a good hockey team. Mm-hmm. Now, if some of these weaker teams were better and playing up closer to the Avalanche's level, that's a different story. Then you're watching a lot more good hockey. But we're not <laughs> watching that much good hockey outside of the, the two series that you mentioned. So... It is what it is, I guess. I don't know. Oh, dog alert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw it this time. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I mean, I uh, certainly some level of normalcy and getting back to that, I think will help the NHL a lot. But I don't... Uh, I definitely don't know about sticking to completely divisional first two rounds in the playoffs either. I hate it. Because you want to see something new and
0: interesting. You just, just one and one through eight. Like just one through eight. This whole forcing rivalries and all of that stuff. All of the league's best rivalries happened organically. Not because the league got cute and set them up. Yep. When Minnesota was losing to Chicago in the second round and back-to-back years in the postseason and it wasn't particularly competitive did anybody enjoy that was there <laughs> anybody having fun other than maybe chicago fans because they knew they had it in the bag i mean like, i kind
2: of i kind of enjoyed watching them I fail. Mean, <laughs>
0: like like you put put the colorado Damn. rivalry inside. like <laughs> did that accomplish what the league set out to do no by having teams play each other like colorado and st louis have kicked up a nice little rivalry because they keep finding ways to be relevant in each other's in each other's general existence, being <laughs> in the same division already accomplishes that. The league doesn't need to force postseason action on top of it. Like, yeah, Colorado and Arizona gonna be any more of a rivalry if Arizona gets the fourth seed and the Avs four one them again?
1: Is it really a a rivalry has to be competitive, right? Like, it can't just be a lopsided thing. One side has to lose to the other. At least on occasion, they can't just be. Yeah, one it has team. to be.
0: It has to be competitive. It's like, yeah. like like Penguins Flyers has been has been amazing for such a long time, because those teams just trade punches. Yep. You know the. It's been a while since the Flyers got some in, but you know, like it's like Caps Penguins was was all good and well at the start of it because it was like Crosby old Vetchkin. And then but Penguins then, dominated it. But then it. the Caps <laughs> lost every year and it was like well, this isn't that much this isn't that much fun either. Yep. You know? But when the Caps finally did win, it was tremendous theater. It was like, "Oh my god, they slayed the demon. They For finally sure. did it."
1: Yeah, I- it's tough. It's it's certainly tough to manufacture that kind of feeling, though. Those are the types of things that just happen organically.
0: Yeah, like you have to like they didn't need to be forced into a same division. Those teams those teams just kept finding each other. Yep. You know, Boston, Boston and Toronto isn't any better because the league keeps making them play each other. <laughs> You know, because the league set up a scenario where they just happen to continue to play each other in the first round all the time. Like, it's not better because of that. It's not. It's not more fun. Yep. You know, it's always it's always giggle worthy when Toronto loses in the first round, and you're like, "Man, Toronto first rounds, right?" Like, it's like one of the hockey memes. But the league the league didn't do anything there. Yeah,
1: agreed. And, uh, what uh, it. To be honest, wouldn't that rivalry, if you want to call it that, be even more interesting if they occasionally met in the second round instead of the first? It
0: Was like, and um, yeah, I mean, any round, right? Like, yeah,
1: it, it it doesn't have to be the first round ever. It it's just
0: them continuing to force it. And and to be honest, like to to be honest, like the it, it ruins some of some of the the fun when. You do force these teams to play each other in the first round. Yep. Because the stakes are automatically lower. If if you know what if, if Boston and, and Toronto found their way to an Easter Conference finals, wouldn't that have been significantly more interesting than three straight years of first round? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like just w- one through eight. And one and two have to be division winners. They just have to be. Yep. You have to. You
1: have to get a reward for winning your division. That's totally fine. One and two take division winners, and then just go by points through the rest of the conference to It's a Good. If you want to throw a nine
0: to play in the eight seed, sure, whatever. But yeah, I mean, I'm. I like how the NBA did it, where it's like the the higher seed only has to win one game, and the lower seed has to win two. The old losers bracket format. <laughs> yeah, like it's it. it <laughs> It, that way, that way, the regular season still matters. Like, there's still reason to finish sure. in the higher seed. Yeah. If you do the best of three, then it's like, okay, like yeah, sure they get home ice advantage, but if you did a, if you did a, you know, all right, you go home ice advantage, and they only have to win one game. You go full in N.A.
1: Star League and you play a best of nine. Oh, and if the God. loser wins it, you have to play another
2: best of nine. What an awful
0: format. <laughs> best <dude>.
2: of nine? <laughs> what is the purpose of that?
0: <laughs> well, Starcraft games happen a lot faster than hockey. Yes, no. yes they do. <laughs> well, best, of, best of nines only... I mean, those are still long.
1: They, the second best of nine gets a little out of control. <laughs> but... Oh, just just sneaking onto camera. Mm-hmm. Your, your dog's a, a star now. <laughs> He's asleep already. <laughs> wow, that's. I wish I could fall asleep that fast.
2: I thought you said star, like in their uh, Chinese hockey league, some star. I don't know. Oh, probably. Yeah, asked, no. You said star. I was like, oh, okay, that <laughs> makes a little more sense than like a hockey team playing a best of nine series. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. That would be painful. Yeah. That's like when I asked McKinnon, I was trying to get his opinion on the eight games or whatever. Well, I was trying mean. to get his opinion on like going to a city twice, playing games and being done with it to make it easier for travel. And he thought I was asking, do you like playing the same teams over and over again? And he just like immediately changed. He's like, no, I hate it. I'm sick of this. <laughs> like, all right, I'm, a, I'm with you there. But that's what not what I was asking. <laughs> well, <laughs> you tried. <Yeah. laughs> Chat wants to know your doggo's name. Uh, his name is Hamlet. Like the Shakespearean. Play. All right, there you go. Now you know. Yep, he's a furball.
1: <laughs> uh, so we can move into our, our final thoughts here. And the general consensus seems like we're all ready to at least go back to normal divisions in the NHL, a more more standardized regular season, even if we do want it to be shorter. Uh, but. Maybe add in the two-game, three-game sets. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, not
0: too too many major changes for us, but... No, I don't need to be. Hockey's great. Agreed. Shorten the regular season, give us some series. Give give us the two-game series, and let's... A taxi squad, and let's roll. Let prospects play in the AHL.
2: NHL, we're available to be hired for the front (laughs) office anytime. I mean... (laughs) Are you someone's son? Then no, you're not available. <laughs> Someone in the league's son. It's. I mean, all those guys.
0: I mean, you even look at you look at the next like wave of Colorado scouts. It's like, yep, the guys, the guys <laughs> showing up, the guys showing up at ABS games. It's like, boy, there's a whole lot of juniors on this list. The son of Sackick and Bates Pataglia. and it's like, <laughs> okay. well, it's
1: the way she goes, I suppose old boys club may never die. Uh, Oh, it
0: definitely just (laughs) cycle continues forever, brother.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, On that note, we're going to wrap up today's podcast. Hope you all enjoyed. Thank you so much for watching, listening, however you consume it. Be sure to like, and subscribe. If you are watching here on YouTube, as that does help us out a ton. If you want to know when we go live, you can hit that notification bell as well to find out every single time. Yeah, abs play tomorrow afternoon. So you get an afternoon pod from us on that one. Should be fun. Should be a good, uh, fun little weekend. Thank you, everyone. And we will see you guys tomorrow.